3: Welcome you. Porch Talk, this is your host, Alan, and I have a good friend of mine, Jesse Hansen. Yo. What a do, buddy. What's that mean? This is a rarity. This is one of the rarest podcasts on the planet. We have two of the rarest kind of humans on one podcast. We got some redheads.
4: Oh, soulless bucks.
3: <laughs> yeah. Dude, did, a... Uh, I know you're a little bit younger than me, but did that South, uh, did the South Park
4: joke ever faze you during school? Ginger's ain't got no soul. Man, it did. I had, It did, but it didn't. Like, I think the only time... It never bothered me, right? So, like, people... Like, nobody ever used it as an insult, except for, like, one girl that I remember running to. It was, like, a friend of mine's mm-hmm. girlfriend that didn't know my name, so she would call me Ginger. And that was the only time it bothered me. Yeah. Uh. So, I just... It was like prime time, man. It was like I
3: don't know, sixth, seventh grade when that episode of South Park dropped, and it was just, you ain't got no
4: soul. It was way after for me, but yeah. it's still, I mean, <clears throat> still Gingers is, it's always been the right. What a minority.
3: Well, uh, dude, we met at Munston Brothers, and to give y'all an idea, if you have never been, that is, an, it started out as a, a humble apothecary, and. We used to have a church meet in the back of the building that is now Beer Garden slash pizzeria slash...
4: No, everything. A
3: a hub of ADHD. Yeah. Is basically what it is. it's a heck of a way to put it. And about, what what would you say, about halfway through when we started knocking walls out, you came along? Man, I, I don't
4: think any walls were knocked out yet. Are you still in the first phase? yeah Yeah, it was still like Lance was still singing to people through the little window. Yeah. And uh, it was all, yeah, because it was only... I, one of the first times I remember coming up there was uh, open mic. They were doing an open mic, and it was I want to say it was just R- Ryan and Lance and Alex. Sounds about right. Yeah. Alex Hinton, I think that was it. And then ever since then, I've kind of just... But then I wandered in there from across the street, because I always got my hair cut across the street. Oh, from Muscle What? Yeah. Always nice. so. I wandered in there, pet on my wares one day, and then kind of never left.
3: Yeah, I was wondering so that, that. Like I was,
4: I was thinking about it today.
3: I was like, I don't. I remember the first day that we met, but I, I just don't remember why he was there.
4: Yeah, I but it
3: seems like that's kind of everybody's story. Is like they just kind of, they just kind of end
4: up there, <laughs> some kind of way, right? Well, it's through all the time that I've spent living in Columbus. It seems to the type of people that that place attracts if you're that type of person you'll you're you're about going to find that place yeah if it if that makes sense at all like that the crowd that hangs out or well at least <clears throat> like still you know it still has its core but it's definitely gotten a lot bigger than it used to be which is amazing like seeing see, watching its transition but it's like it's just got that type of like feel to it that you just have to be a genuine person to. And
3: you and I have quite the tales. We have been the road dogs for the festivals for what about two years?
4: Yeah, we need to do. We need to get up with Ryan and see about doing some specialties. But we're gonna be moving. We gotta hit them hard before I go.
3: Yeah, that needs to happen. Yeah. Fo well, show. Sure. That's some of the. Land? I mean, I think my favorite story both times is probably we had a great time in Hattiesburg. But I like yeah, that favorite true. favorite memories are like Tuscaloosa when we were trying to sleep uh, sneak Charlie sneak, in yeah Charlie's a dog and uh, we were staying at a pretty nice hotel in Tuscaloosa and uh, they called us like three times the first time trying to I, I put him under my shirt <laughs> he
4: was like dude that's a dog and I'm like I'm pregnant <laughs> it Did, was great didn't work no it was, it was great and then I get I got uh we tried to go around the back. And the dude just like meets Metis-an. us at the back door. He's like, dude, like I got I cameras. know we got cameras, right? I'm sitting over there. Um, don't be bad. I was I was worried they were gonna try to kick Ryan out. Yeah. And I went up there to get his keys back, and he just looked at me, like, like I like I was a, like I was his wife that was just like sneaking in after partying with it. He's just like, you okay? I'm like, yeah. I just didn't get the, I got caught trying to sneak Charlie, and he's like. he laid back down. Mm
3: -hmm. That was great. Tuscaloosa was the, uh, that that festival was the first festival I had ever worked with them. And it was me, Dustin Gibson, and Ryan. And, I mean, a lot has changed since that first time. I I, I was literally just standing by the booth. I wasn't engaging anybody. I was kind of shy, and I really didn't know what to do and uh, I think it was Ryan or Dustin they was like walk over there to that pizzeria and I think they serve uh, uh, liquor in there and go get you a couple shots of whiskey and maybe chug a beer or two and come back and I ran into Monk on the uh, on the way and uh, me and him had been doing untapped and vinyl here on the show and they happened to sell those snake handler double IPAs Oh God! and he's like go in there and get you a couple of those snake handlers and you won't need any liquor dude And I walked in there, and I double-fisted some uh, snake handlers, and I came back out, and that was when I learned how to sell beard oil. (laughs) And now, I mean, like, man, all the fun that we've had was
4: like, God, dog, dude. (laughs) Oh, that was great. Because I've always been, like, super, definitely more shy and reserved as well. So when Ryan invited me to come out there, like, that first day, I was I was kind of this I was just kind of standing there I'm like dude there's no like I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing all right I'm just going to get a feel for this and then like after 30 minutes I'm just like okay we're just yelling at people and hitting on dudes with beards so we're beard <laughs> okay, calling yeah yeah and then after that it was all and I'm still not it's just like something about it it's just <clears throat> I don't know something about like I don't know being out there and just it's easy, to, but it's also really easy to sell a product that's good, that works good. I don't know, I can't. And something that I can get behind anything in. that I really, genuinely believe in. Like, if I use it myself and can be like, yes, I use this and I think it works really well, then I can be like, you need to try it, and too. even,
3: like, some of my favorite memories is, like, <coughs> we were at the Mall in Tupelo around Christmas in, like, 2018, I think it was, or it might have been 19, or when we were... In Oxford, this was one of my favorite sales ever. And, I mean, you've seen it, and you've done it too, is uh, this guy, you know, he's a younger cat. He's just learning to grow out his beard, and, like, it's yeah. kind of straggly. It's kind of patchy. And he'll come up and talk about the product, and he's like, man, will it help everything come in full? And I was like, dude, I don't sell miracles. Yeah. And he's kind of taken back by it, and his girl's yeah. like, <laughs> you got clowned on and, you know, by this time, you're, like, you're winning them over. And even though, like, you you diss the guy pretty hard, like, you still make the sale. And, it, like, sometimes he'll buy, like, an oil and a balm. And I'm like, dude, this is not going to make your beard grow. Like, the only
4: thing they'll probably do is, like, shave every day. <laughs> I don't know. Pray. <laughs> yeah, well, you can, I mean, you can always, the best thing to do is, like, I, that's why I always try to sell people the bar the soap, too, because... Yeah, cleaning the pores Like, out. if you... if Yeah, cleaning it and keeping, like, healthy, like, essential oils in there, like, that's the best best thing you can do for it. I think my favorite one was in Tuscaloosa when I tried to hit him with the crowbar, and there's a... There's a, bit, a heavier set dude came oh, by. Oh, yeah, dude, that was... A... And I was... <laughs> let him smell it. It's like, call this one crowbar. Why is that? Because if you... You wear this too long, you had to fight the women off with a crowbar, and he laughed. He said, well, "What about my husband, though?" I said, "Well, you got to hit him with a crowbar too." And he laughed. He said, "All right, I'll take two dude, cans." those cats followed me
3: on Instagram, dude. Did they, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they also like operate a gym in Tuscaloosa. Really? Yeah, I mean, because he's kind of jacked. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, those guys have been great. Shout out to those boys. But yeah, I remember. I that remember. Was, I, that was that,
4: I thought that was so funny. You recovered nicely. Well, they've they been with guys too. Yeah. It's great. You know, I don't ever, don't ever, don't ever discriminate.
3: Yeah. Well, dude, to you, uh, just a little bit about yourself, because we're talking about uh, your passion. I mean, you're eventually going to be moving, and we're going to get to that. But, uh, dude, where are you from? Where'd you grow up?
4: I grew up here. In Columbus? Yeah, so I grew up in Caledonia. Okay. I went to Caledonia.
3: See, it always throws me off because, um, like, every time I get to shooting the bull with your
4: brother, I always think that y'all grew up around Jackson. So, I went to high school in Madison. Okay. Um, and then lived with a friend of mine in Jackson for a little while and then moved back here <clears throat> because of some stuff that just, you know, it, I been—I moved back here in 2013 and I've been back ever since, and that's pretty much it. See, I didn't just, get back here to like, 2017. I don't know how it took two years to find you. Man, well, I just, like, I, I never really got out much. Like, I've always been a, a to myself, kind of. Not loner, per se, but, I mean, I've always, you know, ran in smaller circles and never really got out and about. I've never been a a social butterfly, an antisocial butterfly.
3: Well, on top of that, though, just, like, you've got so many, like, hobbies and and things that you're into. I mean, like, leatherworking or knives or... Yeah. uh, And I wanted to get into that. Like, how did you... What came first? How did you get into, like,
4: self-made things? Well, I mean, when I was... A lot of it came from both my dad and my grandpa. I mean, my dad was a contractor. He built the houses we lived in. He'd build a house. We'd live in it for a while. He'd sell it. He'd build another one up the street. We'd So just, you know, building stuff with him, building houses. But mainly my grandfather. My grandfather's always been like a, a tinkerer. He actually has a sign over his... Like, he has little signs around his shop. Like, you know, don't go past here with muddy boots on or... Please wiggle the handle on the toilet because it's been sticking. But he always signs a uh, poop professional organization of piddlers. Oh gosh, he calls it. That's great. But I mean, he's always taught me that. You know, when I was always younger, something's always stuck with, with me that he would tell me is I would show him something that I want, and rather than him being like, "Well, let's get that," he'd be like, "All right, well, let me show you how to make that." make yeah. it better and let me tell you why you never buy something that you can make yourself um, so I mean that's
3: such a rarity today he, like, I mean we don't we don't think about those kind of things like when it comes down to a belt
4: mm-hmm. or
3: a fishing lure or you know a knife or
4: but, but at the end of the day it's just there's the way the world's geared now with this the whole the, you know being part of the system and working the daily struggle nine to five jobs and going to work coming homes like, I just like creating stuff, so, and through my jobs, I've never really while I don't hate my job or dislike my job, mm-hmm. I don't have a Chris not a creative like I'm not making anything, so I've just always enjoyed making stuff with my hands, and whether it was whether it be um you know like I've always been a big outdoorsman. So, I guess, I've He's always, like, I've always, ones, yeah, I've always loved, yeah, I went hunting this afternoon. I've always loved knives. <clears throat> I mean, whenever I was younger, me and my grandfather used to, he used to always get me a bunch of knives, and we'd put on a little knife, show, knife shows. Um, was he the guy that kind of introduced you to hunting in the outdoors? Yeah, yeah, so he, he definitely, he definitely was. He always was a deer hunter. He grew up in the delta, and so, you know, he took me, um... He took me hunting from an early age, introduced me to deer hunting and squirrel hunting. and Of course, when I was younger, younger, I couldn't say my R's, so it was squirrel hunting. That's it.
3: (laughs) It still is for me. I'm not even going (laughs) to try to say uh, it.
4: Yeah, and then, so, um, I've always been a big outdoorsman and fishing, and, um, like, I've always liked to survival, you know, I've always been into, like, survival skills, and, you know, Being able to build shelters and basically I've always, I guess I've always tried to gear my life to where if push comes to shove and money falls apart, I don't need money. Like in this current economy, I need money. But if the U.S. dollar held no value, I I can build my own shelter. I can catch my own food. I I can make, create, build to barter. You know, if somebody needs something, I can make it, I can repair it. If my things break, I can repair them. I don't... Um, yeah, that's
3: something that was instilled in me at a young age, yeah. man. It was it was my grandfather as well. Uh, it started with uh, knives. It moved into guns. And when I was 15, he would introduce me to uh, a relative of ours. And he was really into, like, the self-bows, whether it be hickory, Osage, Osage oh, yeah. Bodoc, yeah, some I people you call it about that. that. Uh, cherry. And, I mean, it would go down to making your own arrows. It would go down to making your own string, uh, killing a turkey to make the fletching. And he had gone so far to tell you, like, what kind of bird made the best fletching for the arrow. It it was turkey, and they do sound the coolest when they fly. Uh, But uh, you can't do it with crow. I haven't tried smaller birds, but, uh, I mean, and that's when it kind of started clicking for me. And then the odor I get, like, you kind of see, like, I don't know, I don't wanna talk a whole lot about it, but like just the state of the economy now, uh, and as we got older, me and my brother and just friends of mine really got into like uh knowing where the fresh water supplies are, uh the local ponds, what kind of fish they're in, uh where are the deer, where do they move during getting chickens, getting quail, turkeys, uh goats, mm. even the cow or two, and then like like you said, like <clears throat> I don't need any of this. Like, I, I am self-sufficient, and then I, I can barter if need be, but I, I don't need you. And then, yeah. like, just people in my family, like, we used to uh, repurpose our shotgun shells. Like, we'd reload them. And, and now I have a relative that reloads his own 243 and 270 shells. And I was like,
4: hey, we're yeah. on our way, baby. I used to. I used to always reload as well. I think, like, one of my earliest memories actually is nearly dying Like not, I guess not many people can say that I have nearly lost my life to a catfish uh, when I was about man I was probably about 6 or 7 me and my grandfather used, oh boy so, so me and my grandfather used to go fishing a lot <clears throat> we used to go jug fishing out on the Columbus lake um, and we used to always go right off in the lake area right in front of the marina and uh, man, I've, we've been doing it for a long time. I'd always, you know, he'd pull one in, I'd pull one in, get off. The, I knew how to hold a catfish and everything. So, man, we come up on the jug, and he goes to grab it. I was like, "Oh, pop, let me grab this one. Let me grab this one." I go to grab it, I pick it up, and the catfish spun around and slipped out of my hand and stuck me in my. But it's when it stuck me, it stuck me right in my radial artery on oh. my on my wrist, on my left wrist, man. And Ooh. I was when I when that catfish fell down, it went and it sprayed from one end of the boat all the way to the other. And my grandfather jumped up and went and grabbed my wrist and just, like, he held it for a second and then lifted up his hand. He said, oh, oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Mom um, is going to be pissed. <laughs> so, so yeah, after about 30 minutes of applied pressure and, you know, an hour of six-year-old tears, and, you know, I was saved <laughs> but it's definitely an interesting experience i wonder if that has something to do with my phobia of needles now probably does syringes i actually accredit that to the fact that when i was younger i didn't like syringes and was forced to get shots like doctors h- held me down that's probably another part of it yeah which is crazy man. i used to you hate it dude. i remember
3: it. when i was younger my brother was going in for allergy shots Yeah. And I don't remember if I wasn't old enough or if my allergies weren't bad enough, but, like, my mother would take me to his appointments and, like, just – I'm talking about – I don't remember how many – I was young, dude. I don't remember how many shots he was getting at one time. And, like, I remember, like, after each shot, I was more and more horrified by it. And I was like, yeah, when when I got old enough for it to be my turn, I didn't want to turn. I was like, dude, I'd rather my eyes swell shut than that.
4: Yeah, well, I... But now I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> i finally gotten to where... But I... I mean, I always had... That's my only phobia that I've always had is like a genuine phobia of syringes. I used which, to be
3: deadly afraid of spiders.
4: See, spiders don't bother... But I always catch hell because I got ta- a bunch of tattoos. And they always... Oh, it's always... You got tattoos. How are you scared of me? I'm like, it's not the same. For starters, that's a point
3: I never thought about it like that. But yeah, it is. It is just a touch different.
4: It's completely different because it's the tattoo. The tattoo needle is only going through like that top the top two layers of your skin. A syringe is like going all the way into your vein or into your muscles, and it is putting a foreign object into your body or mm-hmm. taking your blood out. Yeah. So it's like a weird. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's all. It's all a mental thing, but yeah. It's weird how phobias work like that. Like it's no like if me and you go get a flu shot, there's no difference in the shot. Right. But I'm still going to be a little bit I'm I'm liable to be over there like about to pass out and mm. you're liable to be like what the fuck? You, you okay, man? Yeah. Dude, I don't uh I don't I don't pass any
3: judgment on that. No, you? it Hold on oh, I mean I just I absolutely get it. I've got to show you and I tell you like how wild like the spider thing is.
4: Yeah, like, tell dude, me about
3: that. Reaching in the water meters now, it's not uncommon to see a black oh, widow. Oh god, I already know. So like, dude, I used to like I would play with like granddaddy long legs and then if I saw like uh any other kind of spider, like even a garden spider, I would freak out. But now it's just see a spider, if it's in my way, not a black widow now, but uh like I'll take my screwdriver and like move it out of the way and then do what I gotta do and move on. And it's just—I think it's just exposure. And what you know, what's a phobia? It's a fear. And what is fear? It's like a lack of understanding. And so once you get around something, you kind of figure out how it operates. You're you're good to go with it, right? But it's like just like you
4: describe how a
3: needle works, right?
4: Yeah. It's it's for for it's like when you it's it's like, it's almost like when you when you realize that it literally is. I've been starting to realize a lot here lately. Like, I've been really working on, like, my anxiety and depression and all that stuff. And I've been realizing something that... It used to piss me off, and it may piss a lot of people off, but it's, like, one of the most cliche things in the world is actually one of the most true things. It's just, like, just don't think about it. Like, it's the most infuriating thing in the world to say, but I'm realizing. I'm like, oh man, that almost is the difference. Like, but you... You hate being being
3: told that because it's so true.
4: Well, it's no. It's you have to. You have to realize that because, like that, it's like that's the difference. Is like some people's brains just like subconsciously the way they work. They just they naturally just don't think about it. That's just how their brains work. Their brains just naturally just don't think about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But a lot of other people's, some other people's brains. they fucking worry about it and they worry about. 10 million other variations of the thing that could have never possibly happened, but you've convinced, you know. And then the so, wonderful power uh, of drugs and alcohol. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, like, that's what I've been, re- I'm like, I don't know, dude, I've been having, like, I'll, be, I'll have arguments on my anxiety now, in the morning, though. Like, you motherfucker, you're not doing this shit today, you son of a bitch. Uh, dude, totally. I mean, I, we could probably go down this
3: rabbit hole. Like, one of the biggest leaps of faith for, like, trials for me was when uh, I moved down the mobile. that was tough, man. I had never never lived outside of Kennedy, like I had hung out outside and went on vacation, but like living somewhere else and now it's like I'll live anywhere dude I don't care, but it man it it took that was a big leap of faith for me.
4: It was tough dude uh let's talk a little bit about uh, I was trying to find this I, I signed into my patient portal. For the first time last okay. night for my clinic, dude, and the the picture that they have that they took of me is the funniest shit ever. That's why I'm oh. not distract. I'm not ignoring you. That's what I was trying to find real quick before I forgot. I had to show it to you. Okay, well it looks like we're about there. Yeah, hold
3: on. I put you on the Wi Fi. Maybe. Well,
4: it was.
3: That <laughs> sounds like you got it.
4: Yeah, I just gotta. I just gotta make it bigger. Because what the context of the picture, right, was my first, my annual checkup was the first time I'd ever had blood drawn. Right? So the first time I'd ever actually had blood drawn. Damn. I ain't never had no annual checkup. And. <laughs> I wonder, if, like I, I'm wonder sit- if I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm sitting there getting it done. Like, I'm sitting there having to psych myself up. I'm like. All right, all right, all right. You know, and I'm pulling and I'm and all of a sudden the girl that works up front like comes around the corner Boop. and is like no, like putting her phone in my face like to take a picture of me. And I thought she was gonna be like messing with me like ha 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 you're freaking out like you know, don't oh, it's no, not the, she trolled you. No, no. I thought she was messing with me, but she was just she just needed a picture for my patient portal. That's all she. But she, her, she was just. I guess she just didn't was didn't think it through, and that was what she.
3: Oh my gosh, man! <laughs>
4: dude, I look so scared and panicked and terrified yeah. at the same time. Like I look like a hostage.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: I was gonna change it, but then we like we started laughing too hard at it. That I'm should like,
3: be yeah. a profile picture, just for everything there, <laughs> just petrified.
4: <laughs> oh my god, that is great. But anyways. <laughs> Somebody put, was just. God, dog no, he looks scared. What's going on with this guy? It's, a hot, it's like a hostage negotiation. Oh, yeah.
3: But uh, let's talk a little bit about, like, uh, where are you moving to and why? Uh, we're
4: supposed to be moving to Medina, Ohio. What is up there, dude? <clears throat> I just, st- just want to start over. Mostly just, a, well, just a change, a change for starters, a change of environment, a change of scenery a change of pace. Is Lila
3: from here as well?
4: Yeah, she's from Hamilton. She's from Hamilton originally. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just, I've lived in Mississippi all my life. I've, you know, I've only lived here in Madison, Jackson area, which is not that Mm -hmm. big of a scope. And I've, but I've traveled a lot. I've been, you know, I've been to California. I've been to Colorado. I've been to Arizona, New Mexico, and Tennessee, and North Carolina, you know, Georgia, all over. And, uh, but I don't know, I just Ohio is it's just it's like the perfect hybrid to me because like I've always
3: heard <clears> it was the Alabama of the North
4: it like yeah, kinda. And plus Walther
3: Heights always said that it's for lovers.
4: Current <laughs> yes, yes. Oh I mean, that's a whole nother thing. Uh current Alabama you know, K Alabama, yeah. yes. It's yeah. um but of course it, but but it's like, so Medina is 30 minutes south of Cleveland. It's an hour and a half north of Columbus. It's three hours north of Cincinnati. It's oh, let's two just and right half, in the heart of everything. It's two and a half hours southeast of Detroit. Um, like, five hours drive from Canada and Niagara Falls. Like, tw- it's only 12 hours drive from here. So it's still not... Yeah. The craziest drive as far as being away from family and stuff. Yeah, it's not like being in California. But, like, if I closed, if I blindfolded you and just took you there and opened your eyes, you'd be like, I, I feel like I'm in Mississippi, but, like, 20 years in the future. Yeah. Like, the the way I like to describe it, it <clears throat> is I feel like one of the big, one of the biggest issues of the South, which has come a long way, but I feel like we're still kind of pushing past issues that other areas have been moved past I'll put some i put um, some respect on it and I, it is just that like we do
3: like this is of you know the south is it's very conservative and I mean that's the whole point of conservatism yeah. and, and typically yeah. you know like even Ohio I would say is a is a red state but it, yeah. it, it is a touch more progressive than,
4: well, yeah it's what's more to me like they the vibe I get more is that people care more about their stuff and they're more about the whole they're more about Hey, that person's doing that, and I don't really like that, but it don't really have nothing to do with me. So I'm just gonna leave that alone, and I'm just not gonna worry about that because it's not my life. Yeah, and that's very much how I am. Like, you know, even if you know I find out that you do something that I just don't like, and I just don't agree with it. Like, it's I'm get you know, and is like, like just say like I'm not a big political person, but just say I'm a big. You know, I'm a big Democrat and you're a Republican. Da, 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 you're a huge Trump supporter. I don't you know, I don't support any politician, but right? So I'm just I don't either. To say, gonna, like so I know you don't, but the, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, but like um, but the joke I was going to make it's like going to a strip club and thinking that the stripper likes you. Yes. It's, yeah. it's just that. So it's But I like I do like keep up with politics cuz like I love like my my political friends who are like they live and die by po- yeah. politics. And it was like, how could you possibly be worried about sports? It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is politics. And I was like, what the hell are you going to really do? Like, if something happens in Washington that don't you don't like, what you
4: going to call your senator? What, that, don't well, do, that don't do shit. <laughs> people, people get me. They're like, oh, I don't talk politics. That's like... No, I'll talk politics That's it. like... like this is my, no, you can't. Is, you can't talk politics. Well, that's... Yeah, that's... That's what they're saying. Is like, because at the end of the day... If if you genuinely give even the slightest bit of a fuck about this country, then you should be able to. Like you should, mm-hmm. like dude, I was. You know what I was? I was listening to uh, Bernie Sanders was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm actually a, while a pretty back. big
3: fan of Bernie. Like I do believe he's I like am for a, the people.
4: I yes, I'm a bigger fan now. But here's what I would say: bes- like over everything is the fact that that pod as big as that podcast platform, platform is. Uh Anybody could have done what he's done, and nobody has. He spent an hour on there talking about what he wanted to do, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't sit on there bashing. I mean, of course, he's sitting there talking about. Unlike Trump, da, uh, yeah. but for the, but of course, he's sit. He's actually spending an hour on there talking, talking about, about point, and he's like sitting here talking about how they have these snippets, and he's like, you can't. The debates, the political debates, he's like they're a reality show. Mm-hmm. He's like, they are a reality show because. They give somebody forty-five seconds to make some wild, hairbrain accusation, and then they give the other person fifteen seconds to respond. He's mm-hmm. like, they, they want you know. Yep.
3: I mean, I, I've and I've been saying this. I think I've said it on the show quite a few times, but I forget how uh, we even got here now. But yeah, you yeah, well, <laughs> I know, I know about where we are. We were talking about just how and oh yeah, but that's uh, what it was. I'll make I'll make this point, and then we can get right back to it. Is, uh, but politics, like in my opinion, as of late has of uh, it's really become pop culture for for us. Uh it's in my opinion it's it's bigger than it's bigger than football. It's bigger than um uh, see you there. Yeah. It's it's bigger than football. It's bigger than, you know, sports itself. It's 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 it's, it's all that was on T V. Like <laughs> everyone was talking about what Trump was doing and then like you know, when it came time for the election, like everybody was like focusing on who was coming gonna go against Trump. And it was like it was it was bigger than like Marvel, you know, it was like the biggest thing, right? And I was like, dude, I I hate this. I was like, Whatever happened to you and me just disagreeing about Alabama and Auburn? And then like I'll give you a war eagle and you give me a road tide and we go home. You know? <laughs> dude,
4: that's your... <clears throat> I I, I no, I'm not gonna lie. I, I enjoy when Alabama loses, but yeah. that's just because I like messing with my uncle. who's a big Alabama fan. But you're you're Alabama, not Auburn, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. I'm not a sports. Yeah. you already know we try. You know, people start. It is funny. We've been on the road enough, long yeah. enough to know that what each other like. <laughs> it's funny, man. I went to Dollar General a little while back, and the dude. Asked me, some, I was wearing, a, uh, I got a work shirt that says Hail State that I got when I was selling in Starkville. Uh-huh. Was he they, oh, yeah, yeah, wh- huh? they wanting to talk about Leach? Yeah, huh? Was they wanting to talk about Leach? Well, no, he, this was this was months ago. Oh, okay. Uh, but he just said something like, oh, you didn't watch the game the other day? I was like, oh, no, I'm nope. not a not a sports <laughs> fan. I don't even, this just a work shirt. And then proceeded to talk and ask me about points of the game and was talking to me in, like, sports. T- I'm like, dude, I don't know anything. <laughs> What the fuck you're talking I don't watch football.
3: Yeah, I don't know how to talk about this. Dude, we, this is how crazy it is. We were at the new walk-on in Starkville. Uh, this has been – it was back during football season. Matter of fact, Alabama was playing – oh, they – it might have been Texas A&M. They barely escaped with a W by the skin of their teeth, like most of the games they played this season. But uh, – I was sitting next to this obnoxious Mississippi State fan and I don't own any Alabama attire. Like you'll never catch me like in an Alabama hat or Alabama shirt. Like I don't I don't I don't care about it like that.
4: I don't know, man. I thought you had an Alabama sticker on your truck.
3: Not true. I've got a partridge sticker <laughs> and a cheddar goblin. You too. <laughs> but uh <laughs> no, but, but, I'm gonna repeat them one by one. Yeah. One by one. But uh You know, Alabama made a good play, and I said, like, tied kind of under my breath. And the dude, he he had been drinking, and I had too. And he said, you a a Bama fan? I said, I am. He said, well, why don't you take your ass about uh, an hour west of here or east of here and get the hell out of Mississippi. And I was like, buddy, I live here, and uh, I just came down here to have a drink and have lunch and watch my favorite team play football. And he was like, well, uh, this is this is Bulldog country, man. I said I understand that, and when the Bulldogs come on, I'll say hell, state, because I don't give a damn. <laughs> and that that just kind of blew his mind. He was like, mm-hmm. I was like, to be fair, I like Mississippi State's my second favorite team. <laughs> I was like, I work in start. Well, dude, I'm I'm not against mm-hmm. you. I just okay. like Alabama because I'm mm-hmm. from Alabama.
4: <laughs> well, people take it to them. It like some of them it's it's not even about the game it's just about the bullshit. yeah like it's just about yeah, the he was he was really
3: helping like <laughs> he was holding the butt heads you know
4: dude like me and my brother like watching whenever we were at eating at my grandparents uh they'll usually have the game on and I don't watch the game but I love watching the, holding the signs people holding the background uh, oh yeah one said uh one of the last at the Tennessee and Alabama game and it was a like, Tennessee on top not your cousin <laughs> Most college it, game day, baby. <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, so Madonna, Ohio. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a just, great, it's just 20 years ahead of here. Huh? And there's, and like I said, I'm not, it's, I, I think it's, it's what it all boils down to at the end of the day is, it's. How did, you find out? How did you find out about that place? So I have a good friend of mine that lives up there, my tattoo artist, Anthony Williams at Madhouse, Inc. Shout, Shout out, out, buddy. Madhouse. If you Litchfield, ever wore a tattoo and you find yourself <clears throat> in that area, go see him. Litchfield, Ohio. Even if I didn't move up there, I'd still be driving up there for him. His stuff is... He's he done all your work? He's done my whole right, most of my right arm. Okay. Uh, but he's going to do most of the rest of my stuff. But yeah, so it's almost like... You get a tramp stamp with me? I would. I actually have a template. Look here. If I'll get it, if you do this, I need space for on my ass cheek for my Dale Earnhardt tattoo. Though, my God, I, th- I think we. I'd rather get a Dale Earnhardt tattoo with you. You go. Oh, I'll see. get it on my left cheek. You get
3: it on your right one or something. Well, see, I'm gonna do
4: like, like a. I want to do like a photo realism. Um, I was just gonna get a three. I want to do a realism <laughs> portrait of Dale Earnhardt on in your the ads? clouds. Yeah, on my butt cheek. With his glasses, got the checkered flag in his glasses, and he's holding up his knuckles, and on his knuckles it says, Dale, yeah. God bless you. Where is that That picture at, dude? It's going to drive me crazy if I can't find it now. Oh, here it is. Oh. I saw that. He had like an old retro workout magazine. That's pretty sick. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna get that tattooed somewhere. All right,
3: so I, like, I, I'm gonna read this out loud so and try to give you some kind of a, a image here. It's the International Fellowship of Christian Iron Men offer you dot 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 this unique work of art in three fantastic forms, and then it's got like this totally. Just picture like the the uh, Liver King Schwartz. Yes, Liver King Jesus. Liver King Jesus, like posting up. Pre crucifixion uh, on a yeah on a <laughs> on a barbell just holding the holy word and uh, he's just looking absolutely jacked. I love that dude. That that'd be a pretty tight tent. Uh, I almost got step.
4: it. I almost got it while I was up there. Yeah, and I, I
3: think like with tramp stamps on dudes, that's the difference between like sex uh, without a shirt and sex with a shirt.
4: Dude, maybe if, not though. Like if I. If if I didn't have if I didn't want to do a full back piece like I'm gonna do my back like from my neck down to the top of my ass it's gonna be one giant like you can see it from 50 yards away and recognize the, the full picture we're gonna be able to um, recognize Jesse. yeah but, but we'll just see it. Like, one big piece. Otherwise, I would do oh. <laughs> Jesus Man as a tramp stamp. <laughs> Just for the sake of walking and like being able to slow over over Somebody and see that be like, could you please pass me the fork?
3: What? What is Jack Jesus doing on your back? Well, long oh, story. Man. Can I tell you a little bit about the gospel? <laughs> <laughs> but
4: yeah, so he... Uh, I, my, I have a good friend of mine here, Josh... Who actually moved here from Ohio, who grew up with Anthony, and Josh moved here and married my cousin. And so I wound up meeting Anthony through Josh. And okay. then Anthony came here, and then I went back there a few times. And then it's just been, I'm like, I've kind of decided now that it just, it's, it, what it boils down to at the end of the day is I could. Honestly, the way that Columbus has come in the past few years, I could also stay here, right? Yeah. So Columbus is like it's 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 coming to a good spot. The whole South in general is kind of it's just. Yeah. I like but I like
3: the direction they were going. If I can well. if I can
4: hit the gas a little bit, I probably would. But I just think it's uh, good pace. I think. I think that suits my personality and I, better. And I, it, think,
3: I think we got the best breweries in the country, if I had to say.
4: I will say that. SoPro, I think, is the best brewery, and that is not just because I'm close to them. That is just because I've tried oh, I remember a when, lot of when breweries. When we were
3: in Hattiesburg and the brewery was shut down, were they, like, changing buildings? Or like what yeah, they were.
0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at HereYouAreAZ.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
4: Redo in the building, yeah. And uh, I remember, being like, you. We really... went back right after we went. We to... went to the mahogany bar, and like, man, we had a good night. Yeah, yep. Um, that was because we went. We actually went back later after they finished the new tap room. Whenever we went to go see Tara Reed in New Orleans, we stopped in Hattiesburg on the way, and. uh and went and saw it. Dude, they got it set up nice in there now. But that their beer is... Did they have one that's called an OG Sherpa Sherbert Sour? And it is... You are a sour man. Ah, uh, dude, it so tastes like orange sherbet. It's fucking amazing. Even if you don't like sours.
3: Yeah. It's growing uh, on me. I've been into those uh, Sierra Nevadas, the hazy little thing and then the sour little thing.
4: See, I can't... I can't do those. Most of the... Like, I like the... Uh, It's hard. I can't do a lot of the main, like the 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 uh, the mainstream, production. at Sours, I guess you'd say, like like the Little Miss Sour, the one that they just make. They make a lot of, and it's all over the. Because Sierra Nevada is a big country. It's real. They're real light. Uh, session sours. I couldn't think of the word session. They're more session style, like session IPAs, where they're a little bit lighter bodied, and I can't. I like the fuller. The full. I tried dude, I tried one I'd like uh, to give a
3: shout out to my boys over in Tuscaloosa, Druid City Brewing. If you like a good porter, they won best beer Druid City in Alabama good. for like three, four years straight with that porter. Really? It's a fact.
4: Dude, I got some beer um in Birmingham at that what's that that uh that beer store in downtown in Lusa. Burm- No, uh, Birmingham? Yeah. Um, it's called like Key was it Key, Key City or? Don't get me a line. I always forget the name of it. Um,
3: Birmingham people, help us out in the Pop comments City later. City or
4: something. But anyways, dude, it was like they were fifteen ninety nine a six pack or a sixteen ounce can. They were sixty dollars a four pack. It's a sour. Yeah, it That's was
3: bougie sour. Dude,
4: I was like, I I asked, I called some lady over there. I was like, is this right? And she's like, yeah. Cool. I was like what would you pay for a bottle of whiskey i put I put it back and then i tur- i did I had to get one. They sold singles I got bought one can I had to there's no way that I was not gonna was it that sopro No, it wasn't a sopro it was from a uh it was called even more bianca was the name of the beer oh, and that's it was a collaboration between i'm I'm napolo uh, I can't remember the names of it, but dude, it tasted it tasted like a juva smoothie it was so good but it was like beer
3: but it was a juva smoothie that you could get smashed on
4: yeah alright I wanted to
3: move into your uh, your vision your dream Uh, we've talked a little bit about like you being uh, just into being able to make it yourself and so when you get up there uh, you want to start a business, a place for people to come and hang, and yeah, learn how to. You can let that shit fall behind you, or you can try to fix it again. Whatever you want to do. What? I apologize oh. for it falling like that.
4: Oh no, you're
3: It's aggravating. Just let it fall.
4: Links all right now. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, basically just a a place cuz i i don't know i've always like thought of how to make money with my hobbies and i've always been able to make money with each hobby that i start doing between i've always wanted n- one of your knives I just The knife got yeah kni- knife making and then you know furniture making i can you know i make furniture like um how much would you charge me to make me a desk i i mean a desk it just depends how, d- how much do you want to spend on a desk that's that's the real question. We'll Cause, talk after this. Because you, you could spend, you know, like $150 on a desk and get some plywood and two-by-fours, and you can also spend, you know, $1,500 on a desk and get some, like, well, epoxy, me. resin, poured, black walnut, you know, crazy stuff. And that's... <laughs> <coughs> but, but through the years, I've never really, like... Become overtly good at any one thing, so I kind of thought about basically, basically making a place where I could share hobbies and interests, and the things that I find fun, and the things that make me happy. And on some days, give my life purpose. And you it know? also,
3: I would argue, just because I know you, it makes you sociable.
4: Yeah, it gives you something to talk about. It's just it makes me feel proud of myself and it gives it puts me in the mood like like I mean, I can if I if I'm making something, I mean, <clears throat> I can have if I if I'm making something and I finish it and it's coming out great, it can put me in the mood to go and hang out versus if I've been working on something for a while and all of a sudden I fuck it up and now I got to start all over, now I'm not going anywhere cuz I'm pissed off. You know. So it's just that. It's, but it's through the, through the years of doing these things, I've, I've, I've succeeded on so many projects and I fucked up so many projects that I've had to learn how to like not get pissed off when it, I took,
3: I've made two self bows. I made one out of Hickory and Osage and I I took my time they probably took two, three months longer than what they should have. But I just wanted to make sure I got it right the first time. Yeah, because I knew because I'm like that too. I'm I'm extremely competitive and uh, well, you
4: can see patience. Yeah, and I'm impatient. I'm a super impatient person. Yeah, I have and, to I, f- and I was I have like, to f-
3: I had to calm myself down and be like, let's do it right the first time. Let's make it look the mm-hmm. way it want I want
4: it to look. I want I want it to be as strong as I need it to be. All have, this and that, right? I have to stop focusing on the end product. Almost like I have to focus on. The, the 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 current task at hand to actually get to, to to force myself to put in the patience and the work to to get to that end goal. but I one thing that I've noticed over the years also is that although there's a lot of people that do have the money to buy these things, there's also a lot of people. That want it really bad and don't have the money to, or the people that, oh, that's awesome. You made that? Mm -hmm. I could never do something like that. I'm like, well, I'm not different at all than anybody else. Like, so if I can bring, if I can create a place where people can come in and be around somebody that can push them to try a new, like, Maybe you've kind of always been on the verge of just try and, and, and in an environment where there's a lot of different things so you can come and not have to be like, Well, I'm coming here to learn this. You just be like I'm coming here to learn something. And then hell, for all I know, put a, you know, a spinning wheel, you know, learn you know, knives, you know, knives painting, you know, guitar, uh, whatever. And through all these people, even if these people, even if somebody doesn't walk away with this realization that oh this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life they can at least walk away with something that they can be like man I didn't think I could do this and I did and here's the proof like right in my hand so maybe I will try to you know that's something about it man it's at least I
3: tried like I I tried it I learned how to do it and it's not for me or that was a little too frustrating or well I learned a lot and I'm that's not really my thing, but maybe I'm into woodworking in a different sense. Of, you know, I mean it, the possibilities yeah. are endless. Like when I got when I when I left like doing woodworking, I got into like electrical stuff. Yeah, I've made like I'm not proud of them, but I, I've I've made one uh, guitar pedal. Yeah, uh, out of a I, I used a cigarette pack and it was a stomp box. Yeah. And just put the little schematic, stuff it down in the box, yeah. and like reinforce it with. I think I used aluminum, which yeah. is not gonna be able to like hold many stumps. Yeah, but it was just to just to see just if it to would do work. It. Yeah, and it worked, and I was like, that's cool. And then every now and then you go to a guitar shop, and you'll see like a a, a cigarette pack. Yeah, uh, stomp pedal, and. um then I started making like little voice changers and I'd have like five different switches and you could (laughs) sound like and then Darth Vader and you could do everything and so like like the little electrical things and then I was wanting to tie the two together it's like what if I could come up with like a really cool wood box and then like give a place for all these switches and then it's wood so you can you can draw on it and like say weird things about it and um I mean not anything that I'm proud of, but like I, I definitely want to revisit but, and get back to. But like you said, it was just—it's it all
4: about being creative, though. Yeah. It's about—it's about like sparking interest and learning, because we're moving, we're moving to a new, like a new society, almost, right? So, like when the industrial age started, you know, there was like everything was made in America. We built up all these American-made companies, and everybody was buying all these American products, and. Everything was built well, and it was made to last, and it was it was all made out of metal, and it was it looked good, and it performed well, and then it got started getting real cheap, and everything was shipped off overseas. Yeah, well, I mean we sold like, we sold ourselves out. Yeah, we sold ourselves out, and but now because of inflation, these Chinese-made products are now just as expensive as the American products used to be. But they're still, but they're ten times shittier than they've ever been. Yeah. So people are finally starting to realize the value of American-made, and they're finally starting to realize the value of. It's almost like the the value of effort and creativity, right? Like if you you can make, you can you can you can thrive, and you don't have my my point is like you don't have to be part of the system to make a living anymore. If you. Are truly passionate about something, and you want to make a living out of it, you can do it. Like it just is. There's there's steps. It's I've, like it's it's hard. It's.
3: It, I really I really believe in your idea, man. Cause I I, I I have seen it in action.
4: Yeah, I think and I I think that it's. I mean, we're living at the, It's it's hard right now because like our school system is is. Is, it, it's not giving kids the the life lessons that they need to it's to not. tackle the world because it, it's doing what it was designed to do. It was designed in the industrial age. That's the thing about it. Like And, and people, people kind of freak out about it. It's creating factory workers. That, that's exactly. job, it, was, it was a Rockefeller and Henry Ford rules, invention. Yeah. Do as you're told. Eight to three. Yes. Get a good job. Benefits. Listen to your boss. Climb the corporate ladder. And... If you want to do that that's that's fine but but you also don't have to do that if you don't if you don't want to if you mm-hmm. if you if you don't if but you also have to understand what your what your wants and what your needs are right so like no you may not be able to afford the, the five cars and ten you know big house and all that stuff if but if you want to be happy and you're, passion, you're passionate, and I'm, I'm kind of at that point in my life where money does not mean nearly as much. I know that I need it, so I'm gearing up to to, to pursue it, right? Mm-hmm. But my number one goal now is to be happy overall.
3: I've only the of. Uh, I've never really cared a whole lot about money. My my thing about money is, <coughs> I've I've I've, al- I've always wanted just enough just to get by, and then I want to spend the rest of that time doing what I want to do. And I've I've been really happy. And I mean, you've been seeing me during these times. Is yeah, I work a nine to five. I got a full time job, but with all my free time, I'm I'm doing this podcast, or I'm playing with a band, or I'm playing my music, or. I'm I'm learning how to be an artist. I'm I'm working on a a fantasy, like I'm trying to write a book, a story that I want to tell people, and like yeah. a lot of different creative outlets to where like I'm expressing myself and I'm yeah. doing what I want to do, and it really makes me happy. Yeah, and I get to share it with other people. It don't get no better than that. Yeah,
4: exactly. And that's and that's that's what it boils down to. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you know. What your pat mean? <clears throat> me and my me and my wife were laughing because we went to we went to her, my father in laws and got a Chris gave us a Christmas card, mm-hmm. and she even told us boy what we went over there like he always he always be giving us flashlights man he gives us he's giving me like fifteen flashlights since we've been together and they're they're cool they're like, but he he shops these online auctions right and that's his thing he loves giving these online auctions she's like I just don't, don't understand. Why is always giving us flashlights? I'm like, well, for starters, you're not a guy, so you will understand how important flashlights are in your life.
3: I can't tell you how many flashlights I, I have.
4: I need flashlights. I've got like
3: three in my truck, I've like got two in my room. Dude, I've got flashlights three in the kitchen. to find
4: my flashlights. That's twin. just it, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was like, eh, hey, dude loves flashlights. You know, it's some people, some people cause their whole passion is collecting little thimbles, you know, from all over the world. It doesn't.
3: Yeah, I mean it could just be postcards. Don't whatever.
4: ever be ashamed of what you're at, but but also it's just I got to I don't know I, like I said I got to think of the fact of how many kids were like had these crazy wild dreams when they were kids, mm-hmm. or like even the ones that weren't right. Like <clears throat> look at look at the amount of kids that told their parents they wanted to be famous athletes or celebrities. Are rock stars uh-huh. and their parents went? No, let's be realistic. Yeah. Let's that's, no, you gotta that's go to like college. One, you gotta be a one yeah, percent for that. And literally, look at the shit. Look, look at what happened with with YouTube, TikTok, and with TikTok. You got teenagers making millions and millions of dollars. You got it. it it's just crazy. And luckily, Dude, this, a lot this of them podcast
3: can't, has made me tens of dollars. Hey. It's, I'm cooking over here, buddy.
4: Yeah, it's just six like, packs at a time, mm-hmm. baby. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need, man. i am not, you know how much my podcast has made me? Zero, cuz I haven't started one yet. Dude, so you're doing it. I dude, have I want to be a guest on that thing. But I was
3: I was wanna, I don't I don't know if you finished your point, but like I have kind of seen like uh, a little bit of your vision in practice in Startville. And um yeah. shout out to the Idea Shop. It is backed by Mississippi State, but uh there's a lot of woodworking in there they have a 3d laser printer yeah uh i mean they've got just all kind of different yeah. machines that and on top of that like the people that they keep there uh they're well informed on these machines and how to do it shout out mr bailey mr stephen bailey that there's a real g and if you know stephen when you see him because he's as tall as a tree but uh he's tall like six, he's not an ant, is he? He's like six, seven. He could be. He's wise, too. beards nephew. He, he could nephew. be. He, yeah, he definitely could be. But um, you go in there, man, and it's like, if you wanted to learn how to run a lay, or if you wanted to learn how to laser print, or, like, you know, whatever, that dude will help you, and if he don't know, we'll pull out the Google box, and we'll figure it out together. Yeah. And I was like, think about that, like, if... You and I was interested in like three D printing and we would yeah. go up there and be like, all right Steven, I am, give man. us a skinny. Like, how do you how I wanna make a hoister for a gun. Let's go. Right? Or whatever, right? A hoister?
4: A holster? Yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's see, like, it's like for a second, I was about to say, wait, I actually do need to make a hoister. It's like a squill. <laughs> see? Dude well, I said, well, I was thinking you you made me think about an idea I had in my head that I don't want to know if I want to mention. Don't you do Somebody it? Somebody don't give don't my give idea. away an idea here. Yeah, it's not copyrighted yet. Yeah, keep it but, close uh, to the chest. Yeah,
3: but like people come in there, you know, and like people are like learning this, and so dude, I I think it's a banging idea, That's, especially like you're in the heart of like a lot of towns. Like shit, yeah. get some university backing on that, dude. Yeah,
4: and I'd like to I'd like to get it into like school like. Like I said, gets. I mean, it, it is a vocation. It's like a vocational. I think it would be far more beneficial to have kids learning hands-on stuff and like cre- just learning how to be creative and replacing classes that don't matter with stuff that does, like creativity building stuff and you know finances. And,
3: I need one of those classes. You know. Like I would love to oh, take a class and be like, tell me why my money don't stretch as long as other people's. <laughs> mine, it's like
4: I it know. because I'm retarded, I knew it. <laughs> mine is just because I, I I sad by. Oh, you get sad and you buy. Yeah. <laughs> I I buy some because I'd be like, oh, I'm sad. I want to buy this, and I buy it, and then I get it. And I'm like, five minutes cool. ahead. Oh, damn! I'm it's sad. It's like again. opening up
3: a pack of Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah. It was like
4: I didn't get a Charizard. Damn. They. <laughs> It was always funny whenever I got back into Pokemon. Whenever I'd go out and buy a shitload, I would never find nothing good. But when I would just casually buy a pack or a and box. And not give a crap. Yeah, I would find some like some crazy rare card that would be worth a couple hundred. Like, my buddy that got me back into it, he, when he got into it, the Shining Fates was the thing. And, dude, he had spent like $500 looking for this one Charizard card. Mm hmm. In the first Shining Fate set I bought, it. dude. Yeah, it was 25 bucks, and it came with four packs.
3: <laughs> you sc- yeah. scooped it. Yeah. Did you it give it to me. him for
4: Christmas? No, I had a, he traded me a card that he had. He finally, he was like, all right, I think the card was worth like $300. $350 or three hundred three. dollars Write it right like 300 And he gave me a card that was worth like 100 bucks, and then like broke 60 bucks cash or something like that. Cool. I just did that a favor because I did kind of feel bad. That,
3: that would be the look. I remember this. is uh, It was very funny. We came over here to uh, Columbus to Books a Million, and this was because I wouldn't stop complaining. It wasn't even my grade. My brother was two grades ahead of me, yeah. and he was invited to this birthday swimming party, and I pitched a fit. Because uh, my mom and dad weren't going to let me go. And they was like, well, son, it ain't your friends, and you aren't invited. And during that time of my life, I thought I was supposed to be wherever my brother was. And I was like, I don't understand it. And, you know, my brother was trying to tell me. He was like, these are older kids. you know, They probably don't want you around anyway. I was like, no, nah, they do. They like me. And so, like, to keep me shut up, took me over here to Books-A-Million, bought me some packs of Pokemon cards. I ripped out two holographic Charizards in two different packs. And my brother's like, you going to give me one? I said, eat my dick, buddy. No, 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 no. I I eventually did. And I also went to that party. So it was a really good day. And like, I'll never forget that day, like, one of my card opening days of, like, being excited about, like, what four or five cards am I going to get out of this pack, you know? <laughs> but uh, that, that was... I, I I've never thought like I had I had wanted a Charizard for so long, and I got two in one sweep.
4: You still got those cards?
3: My brother has both of them.
4: Well, you got to get them back because those cards probably are worth a lot something. of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. He watches that. He's like thinking about selling. I was like,
4: Oh, when you do, let me know. I'll you, go give me half. You got to get them graded. Otherwise, yeah. they're not worth.
3: That, and that kind of scares me. I wonder if it's like the the one, or you know how how well taken because we kept it in
4: like the binder. The crazy thing about it is like it, that doesn't. You can get it straight out of the pack and it can still not even score yeah. a ten because it could like centering and color and. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's a whole nother.
3: That is a whole nother level yeah. of nerdy.
4: Pokemon. I feel like I'm. Gonna... I feel like I'm, I'm Theo vaughn in this a little bit with my rambling and ADHDness. I can't even remember how we got it. here now. Yeah, a little, about dude, I last love weekend. Theo Vaughn. <laughs> Me and my brother were gonna go see him in Montgomery, but didn't make it.
3: First comedy show I went to was not a comedy show, Jesse. I went to go see uh, Steve O's Bucket List Tour, and it just turned out to be like crap that was way too gross to even be on Jackass. Oh my God! And then the stand-up portion was like when was that? That was uh, like, last year. At the, yeah, last year at the Singer in Mobile.
4: I've never. I, I was never,
3: really happy to go, that. and I really enjoyed myself. But like <laughs> hindsight, and like that was my first quote-unquote comedy show, and I've been to another one since, and I realized that's not a comedy show. That was just. That was just crap that was just too gruesome for Jackass and Steve-O.
4: But was it gruesome or was it just like nuts and stuff?
3: Because... Mm, it was pretty gruesome, dude. I, like, he I, got a vasectomy and then rode bare-ass home on a horse with no saddle.
4: See, they do... Look, we watched and, that, the, and that hurts. We watched the new Jackass movie Our, and then, like, he let the shit balls. hit
3: the fan to where, like, he held his shit for three days and then took a bunch of egg slacks. And then, <laughs> like put a fan underneath his ass, and then just shit hit the fan, and it went everywhere. Dude,
4: that makes me... I was literally just watching the epically later Bam Margier before I came over here, and oh. he was talking about in CKY, and it was oh, a miss scene... Oh, this that show, dude. Viva when, when, when Rab himself on the CKY in the early, early days, and Rab himself dressed up in a G-string and put roller skates on and took a shitload of x lacks and all this down the road. Shit so Mm-hmm. oh my god yeah That's them boys
3: uh, I, I, I blame but, a lot of those TV shows on a lot of my behavior today but it's neither here or there
4: yeah I do I do and I don't I can't <laughs> I can't blame them too much well dude uh,
3: we're at closing time I got three questions walk out of the door if people wanted to figure out what in the world you're up to, whether it be with knives or how active you are with that, where could they find you?
4: I mean, I got my knife making Instagram, which is JH Knife JH Knife Yeah, I got a. I'm hoping to start doing that again here soon. That's my plan now that I, once the holidays are over. I got to get some get some more equipment, build up some more stockpile, and I'm gonna start pushing that so that I can. Try to start doing that full time.
3: I'm gonna get me one before it's over. Question two is: Is there anything else that you wanted to cover that we left out?
4: I don't know, man. It probably depends on if we got to close out nothing that won't take us on another rant, another ramble. Well, well let's go, buddy. <laughs> if you if you want to go, I'm say it. Don't bother me. I got I got uh, like twelve hours. Sweet, yeah, because you ain't got to work tomorrow. No, I ain't got to work tomorrow. I'm going to go deer hunting in the morning, but that's about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I've been, uh... What is, I've been,
3: your, is deer hunting I mean, your favorite of all hunting? Is that the only hunting you do?
4: Yes. As of right now... Have
3: you ever turkey hunted?
4: I have not.
3: I haven't either, but those boys tell me if you ever go, Dude, there's no other adrenaline like turkey let hunting. Let
4: me tell you about something that there is no other adrenaline like, and that is fucking falconry. Falcon. I- Let's go, buddy. I'm yes. glad we went here. Let's go, cause I've always wanted a falcon. So my buddy, my buddy Tyler does falconry, and I got to go with him. Where did do. we do? Where did you go to falcon school at? So you have to, you have to find somebody that has their license, and I don't know what all the proper names of the licensing are and stuff, but you basically have to find somebody you have to be a lord that's, that's qualified and. Be an apprentice. Be their apprentice. You have to, like a tattoo art, you know. You have to go up and be like, "Hey, will you teach me how to do this?" You're certified, qualified. Now teach me, and then they they do that. And then you have to go through the different stages. You know, after so many years, you get this level of mastery, and you can do this stuff. And then this many years, you can do the start doing this. Keeping these types of birds, and then at this level, you can keep these types of birds, and then... You know. I wouldn't...
3: I want a crow, though. If I, I, I mean, a falcon well, you would can,
4: be dope. You but. can do that anyways, but you're not hunting with... A crow's not a bird of prey. No. No, you have like a falcon mm. or a hawk, that would be dope. But I wouldn't yeah. use it for prey. I would just be like,
3: go up there and tell me what the hell's going on.
4: Well, that's what I... He, he We were hunting squirrels. With falcons? Yes, with a red-tailed hawk. That's, that's so badass. Yes. Yes, dude, with a red tail hawk. Named Gonzo. That's even more about It's badass. crazy. So he's got this big. I want to meet your friend, dude. Where uh, Where's he at? After he lives here. After uh, my grandfather just bought a little piece of land. I'm going try. Once he gets his culvert put in, we're gonna try to bring him out there. But it's it's crazy. Like so the the, the bird. Now mind you, he caught this this hawk. He had to go out and catch it. He's got these traps. That he catches him with it's like you catch a young hawk, or what's yeah, it? the one that he's got now is like I think he said it's like seven or eight months old or something. Now
3: they're like hawks are like red tail hawks are like almost as majestic as an eagle to me.
4: Funny that you mentioned that, so fun. You want to know a fun fact um, if you ever hear a song and fact check me, this is what he was telling me. Um, but apparently if you ever hear like in a song or a movie or T V and you you know, you'll see a picture of a bald eagle or something and you hear that eagle screech yeah. that's actually a red tailed hawk. That that the bald eagle screech is not as impressive as the red tailed hawk. The red-tail hawk has here. like the, the real most. The red-tail ab- hawk is the badass. Yes, buddy. and so apparently that's that what got, a dinosaur would sound. That like. got started back then, back a long time ago. That they would just record. So
3: the barn burners over at Auburn had it right with their war eagles. I
4: guess so. Yeah, because it's like a mm, yeah, it's a bulked up hawk. But it's uh, so he got he's got this hawk and. It's so the relationship, the way that you actually like do it, is unique in the sense that it's not like a bonding type of relationship to where the hawk comes back to you because it likes you. It comes back because necessity. It would not even out of necessity, out of out of mutual uh, ease. You basically train the hawk that if it catches a squirrel or a rabbit, catches something that you give it easy food because these squirrels and rabbits, it's Kinda actually... Kind of like the same barter, like a man makes between a cat. Yeah, so squirrels, and and it's, it's actually hard for them to catch in the wild. Like, they don't get a lot of opportunities. They have to sit for a long time waiting for them to move. And then when they get them, they're relatively hard to get into. And then you
3: teach that hawk, dude, I'll make that squirrel move. Yeah,
4: so you teach the hawk that, hey, we'll make these animals move for you. You catch them, and then when you catch them, we're just going to give you this chunk of cut-up meat that's easy to get to. So, that's what... And, it's dude, it's crazy. So, we start pushing through the woods, and first squirrel takes off. It's like two of them take off. Man, that fucking oh, hog just takes off. <laughs> dude just takes off running... Or takes off flying after the squirrels, and he he wound up missing like three or four before he finally got one, and it was crazy because this damn squirrel, like he saw it the first time, and the squirrel saw the hawk, and the squirrel just was like forty foot in the top of a tall pine tree, and he just jumped straight out the pine tree and just boom hit the ground. That's one of my. <laughs> that's
3: always been one of my favorite things. Like fantasy is like my favorite kind of book to read, like whether it be Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, you know things of that nature. And I understand, like, Harry had an owl, but, like, there's... Well, I don't... I'm blanking on the name of this fantasy that I read where, like, not only did the dude have, like, a wolf, he had a hawk, too. And, dude, that damn... I mean, you read a lot. Like, the mummy, uh, the guy from Egypt had a hawk, and that hawk was badass. But, like, I've always thought having, like, a bird of prey as, like, a friend is pretty
4: damn dope. Let's see here. That's him. Man, that, that, it just looks awesome. Dude, so it's like... It was crazy. That, it's crazy and it was hilarious. I was... A, it was So the squirrel jumped out of this tree like 40 foot and just boom, hit the ground. Takes off running. And the hawk was right behind Holy it. Oh, screeching. Dove and boom, hits the ground. And it's hilarious at that point because when the hawk hits the ground, it can't immediately start flying. Yeah. So it then... Like, has its wings spread and is, like, running yeah. like this, chasing after it through yeah. the woods. Huh. And then the squirrel gets off up the tree. The hawk f- works its way back. It's called a uh, laddering where he, like, hops from branch to branch to branch to climb to the mm-hmm. top of the tree. And then he waited for a little while. And then eventually that squirrel finally moved again. And he just swooped over and grabbed it. And when he grabbed it, he jumped out of that tree and just spread his wings out, and then sh- floated him all the way down to the ground. Then we have to run over there and get the squirrel. Um, oh, you gotta take it from the hawk. Yeah. So the 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 after finishing the squirrel off, <clears throat> he lets the he lets the hawk fuck with the squirrel for a minute, like to let him know that he killed it. and He did a good job, and then he has to trick it. So he takes it. Piece of cut up meat out of his pocket, and like clears a spot off to the side, and then has a whistle like the whistle that he trains him with. That he does his commands with. He hits his whistle, and then shows the bird that piece of meat, and then the bird jumps on that, and he throws that to the side, takes a squirrel and puts it in his bag, and then lets that lets the bird eat that piece of meat. Huh. And it's like then, the old psychology with a bell. Yeah. So it's basically, but it's just it's just so incredible to watch these things, oh, and to just see how like it, their personalities. Like he was telling me, he's like he started getting worried after he missed like the fourth one. He's like, man, I'm worried if he misses another one that he's gonna start pouting. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, well, tail hawks are, like are notorious for pouting. He's like, because if if they miss enough. He's like this. He's like he'll come and just land and sit at my feet and just look at me feel and be like, like, "Dude, just give me that meat in your pocket and let's go home." Feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. like, I suck at this, dude. We just go home. Well, dude, but it, it's crazy getting a true grasp on the. I think, I think what made it so incredible to me because I was able to get a true grasp on the eyesight of a hawk. Like you always hear about it, hawk dude. Yeah, well, you yeah, well you hear about it, but ninety percent of 99% of people will never actually be able to... Unless you go out and do that, you're not going to actually be able to see how... Like, dude, we that, this hawk was 120 yards away from us in a field, and we're standing in the middle of a field. Nice. And he held, He's if he's holding up his arm like this, he's like, I'm going to show you his eyesight. He holds up his arm and hits his whistle, and he... Bump, bump. Hawk, nothing. Watch this. Takes a little piece of squirrel fur... Dude, like this big, and puts it in his finger. About the size of a dime. Yeah. About the size of a dime. Holds it up in the air and hits that whistle twice, and that hawk, and flies from 150 yards across and and lands on his arm. And just, like, that was, that was, and, you know, just watching him see those, like, the hawk would be. You know, seventy yards behind us in the top of a tree, and the squirrel would take off, in another tree in front of us, and that hawk just you just hear, tch, tch, you just hear him crashing through branches like he can see it. Holy cow! It's it's just it's crazy. Good grief, man! It is crazy. So now I've got to desperately try to. Not think about falconry anymore when I leave here, so that I won't get into falconry. I hate it, brother. Because my eighty. I know, no, I, I love you. I love talking about it. It's it. awesome. But oh, I'm I like. Do,
3: I love it too, dude. I think it's
4: dope. I told Leela about it. I told my wife about it. And all right, just we'll, like,
3: we're gonna trade all our reptiles for a bird, <laughs> yo.
4: She's. I said something. She's like, "We're not getting a fal- hawk." I'm like, "No, no, no. You're right. You're right. We're not." But that was. Pretty that was pretty fun and intense. Question three. To walk it out of the door.
3: What was your favorite part of this conversation?
4: I don't know all of it, man. I always like our conversations. Hell yeah, dude. That
3: was easy enough. Well, you are welcome, Jesse. Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: When Jesus Christ died. His body turned into dust No, it wasn't special dust Just plain old dust And when Mohammed died His body turned into dust And no, it wasn't special dust Just plain old dust holy is your water? How righteous is your name? Could you sing it in a choir? Or do they shout it out in vain?